Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. The CDC has now added COVID mRNA shots to childhood immunization schedules. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. I mean, Matt, this is just ridiculous. I mean, if you look at the immune system that a child has, especially you go as young as six months old, there is no reason why a child needs a COVID shot. Well, this is a shocking statistic that I was just amazed by, that now that they've added this to the childhood vaccination schedule, it increases, listen to this, mm -hmm. the number of recommended injections from 54 to 72 over the course of a person's childhood between ages six months in 18 years. It's like they're making children pin 72 pin shots that you would get when you add all these together? That's why we're seeing a lot of these sudden deaths and these autism and these things happening as a result of so many of these shots for these children. They don't need them. So the CDC's formally added the COVID-19 two-shot mRNA primary series injection to its routine immunization schedule for children as young as six months of age despite the known harms. In October 2022, the CDC's Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, which provides advice and guidance to the director of the CDC regarding the use of vaccines for the control of vaccine-preventable diseases, voted unanimously, 15 to 0, to recommend that the experimental COVID shot be included in the 2023 childhood immunization schedule for everyone as young as six months and older the COVID-19 shot and other vaccines may be administered on the same day. But get this just the month before the same committee presented data that confirms that the COVID shots are not safe for children. Yeah that was on September Hello. 1 2022 <laughs> yeah. the same group of people met they confirmed they're not safe. The data presented were summaries of reports from the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, or VAERS, Vaccine Safety Data Link, the FSD, a private insurance-based system that monitors hospital records, and vSafe, a voluntary smartphone-based monitoring program that relies on text messages and web surveys. The vSafe data, as of August 21, 2022 for children ages six months through five years uh, you had 8,541 that received the Pfizer shots and 14,725 that received Moderna. The data reveals that between 50 to 60 percent of these babies and young children reported a quote systemic reaction close quote and approximately 10 percent had a quote health impact, close quote. Yeah, the data also they presented revealed that within seven days after vaccination from these COVID shots, 40 to 50% of the children ages five to 11 reported a systemic reaction, 10 to 15% had a health impact, and two to 4% needed medical care. And of course, you know, these st statistics don't reveal which ones included death. 
Right. And within seven days of vaccination, 60 to 75 percent of children 12 through 17 years of age had a systemic reaction. 10 to 25 percent were, quote, unable to perform daily activities, close quote. And 5 to 20 percent were, quote, unable to work or attend school, close quote. Therefore, more than 30 percent of children in this age group had a health impact after the second shot and booster dose, and approximately 2 percent needed medical care. How can you not see what's going on here? And now you want to add it to kids as young as six months of age. I mean, the CDC data clearly shows that these injections are not safe for children and teens and should be discontinued immediately, not added to the child immunization list. Other countries, like, for example, the United Kingdom, stopped the COVID shots for children under 12 years, except for children in high-risk categories. Sweden has also decided against recommending COVID shots for children ages 5 through 11. But, you know, because the CDC has added this to the childhood immunization schedule, many schools are going to now require all of these shots for children in order to attend school. Yeah, under these new guidelines, the agency recommends healthy children 6 months to 11 years of age to receive a primary series of two doses of the mRNA Moderna or Pfizer-BioNTech monovalent COVID-19 injection, followed by a booster of the bivalent shot. And you're right, what's happening is that these schools, public and private, and daycares, for example, they often rely upon the CDC guidance. And so they will be requiring across the country these kids, when they come to school, as young as kindergarten or pre-kindergarten or nursery or daycare, they will be requiring these kids to get this COVID-19 injection. You know, in a recent congressional hearing, Uh, The CDC director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, was asked by Representative Dan Crenshaw why the CDC is now broken with its own norms and put an emergency youth authorization vaccine on the childhood immunization schedule for a virus that poses very little risk to children and for which the shot poses many potential side effects without preventing transmission. And she responded, the reason that we've recommended it on the pediatric schedule was only because it was the only way it could be covered in our Vaccines for Children program. It was the only way that under uninsured children were able to get access to the vaccines. That was the reason to put it there. So in order to get these what they call under uninsured children covered so that they could get a shot, they stuck it on this list. And she says it was the only way that our under uninsured children would be able to have access to the vaccines. That was the reason to put it there. But the Vaccines for Children program and the childhood immunization schedule are two totally different things. Yeah. And so by putting it there in order to try to get this covered by these, quote, under uninsured children, which they don't need it either. Now, all of these other children are going to be forced to take the shot, even though the CDC says, well, this is a this is a recommendation list. Well, the problem with that is what we saw during the COVID lockdowns. CDC comes out with this six foot distancing, ridiculous stuff, masking, 
that we now know was more harmful than good. And then what happens is you go to the grocery stores and they have six-foot distancing, they have one-way aisles, they have mandatory masking. The states then require and the local governments require six-foot distancing and mandatory masking and they shut down certain things because the CDC has guidance as to different kinds of businesses. So those recommendations become binding in many respects by these different uh, private and public entities. And so what's going to happen is when kids go back to school this fall, Mm -hmm. parents are going to be faced with injecting their kids as young as pre-K with the COVID-19 shot. You know, don't do it. Don't succumb to it. If you have a situation like that, contact Liberty Council. Obviously, if it's a private entity, it's more of a difficult situation because private entities, like, for example, daycares, they are not governed by uh, the various constitutional principles, whether it be the federal or the state law, uh, as other government entities would be. There are other laws that would apply to them, but you're going to have a harder time with regards to the private entities, and I think the market's going to have to primarily work that out. But particularly with regards to the public entities, uh, you have also other uh, requirements that that are applicable to you, both constitutional as well as other uh, laws as well. If it violates your sincere religious beliefs, it would be like going to a daycare, for example, and saying, well, I want to have my child here, and they say, well, you got to have this particular shot. Well, that's contrary to my religious beliefs, and if they deny you, that would be like saying, well, you can't come here because of your religion. So don't give up. If you have these issues that you are confronted with, contact Liberty Council, 407-875-1776, or go to lc.org. But, you know, just like these other issues that are happening in the schools, these mama bears and daddy bears need to speak up. Go to these school Uh, board meetings and say, my child will not do this in order to attend school. And if enough of them, you get enough strength in numbers, it's going to make a difference. That's right. Uh, We just cannot be silent on this. This will harm our children, sterilizing them or some other kind of adverse effect. I mean, you look at Maddie DeGarry. Uh, She's Mm. now paralyzed in a wheelchair because of this Pfizer COVID shot. For more information, visit Liberty Council's website, lc.org, lc.org, and lc.org forward slash vaccine. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org.